If you're just joining us, in the last section, I mentioned something about a computer fund. You want to raise money for a computer that you want to purchase a year from now. And you figure you can put $100 a month away. And suppose you can put it into an account that earns 6% compounded monthly. How much will have accumulated this way after one year? And I suggested that you take a minute to make a timeline going from now, zero months, to one year from now, 12 months, and break it up and show, I suppose I should do it the safe way, right? Here's six months, and then one, two, three months, four, five, six. Show each month the investment of $100. Now, you might get tired of writing these numbers, 100, 100 each time. So then you can just put dot, 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 if you'd like, to the last investment of $100. Now, actually, how much is accumulated after one year? We really, we usually say immediately after the last deposit. So including that last deposit, but not including another month's interest. So you might hear that immediately after the last deposit. Now, if you think about the last example we did, where an investment was made one month from now at $300, and then another six months from now at $500, we had to accumulate interest on each of those investments separately. And so we have to also do that for this problem. So I want to think about the total final value or the total accumulated at the end. And or you could also call that the future value, since we're talking about now being right here. They also call it the future value of the annuity, it's called. Now, why it's called an annuity, by the way, is just because we're putting in regular payments as opposed to one payment and then just hoping that it accumulates enough at the end. We're going to make regular payments, just like on a mortgage or on a loan, where you want to pay it off with regular, this time monthly, in installments. So this one is a computer fund. So you're going to put money away, and at the end of the time, you hope to have enough to buy your computer. So the question is, if you can afford to put $100 away each month, how much will be there at the, right after the last deposit of 100 So the total accumulated is, let's look at this first, first investment of $100. How many months does it accumulate interest for? If you put it here after one month from now, and then you want, you're looking at how much is in the account at the end, then it's accumulated interest for 11 compounding periods, right? So it's got the accumulation factor to the 11th power, and that's multiplying by the investment of $100. Now let's look at the next one. That $100 accumulates interest for 10 compounding periods. So you take the accumulation factor to the 10th power. And then the next one gets multiplied times 1 plus i to the 9th power. Each month, we look at another investment that earns interest for one less month. And so we might want to say dot, dot, dot here, right? 
until, let's look at our second to last payment. It earns interest for just one month, and then our last payment doesn't earn any, does it? It's just $100. So this is how much is accumulated, but you'll notice we have to add up each amount individually unless we know a trick. And that's what geometric series are about, or just series in general. We want to add up quantities using a formula instead of having to compute every single term and add them up. So if I notice that there's a common factor of 100 in every term, I can factor that out, can I? So I'm going to factor out the, the 100. And then we're left with 1 plus i to the 11, plus 1 plus i to the 10th, plus 1 plus i to the 9th. I'm going to just go ahead and say dot, dot, dot now. Plus 1 plus i, 1 plus i, plus 1. Where have we seen that before? The sum of 1 to 1 plus i to the 11th power. Here we've got it. I left it up here. 1 plus 1 plus i plus 1 plus i squared plus 1 plus i cubed, dot, 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 to 1 plus i to the n minus 1. That's what we have, isn't it? Because n was 12, and our highest power in this series is the 11th power. So that's what we've got using n equals 12. So I can say this is equal to 100 times 1 plus i to the 12 minus 1 over i. But this is just another name for s angle. s angle n i. So the total accumulated is just my regular payment times s angle n i. And that I've got stored on my calculator. So as long as I know n, in this case it's 12, and i, in this case it's 0.06 over 12, then I can figure out how much is in the account. So I'm going to say that the amount accumulated is 100, or we could also call it the final value, right? Or future value, final value, s angle, 12 comma 0.06 over 12. And when I plug that into my calculator, by the way, I think I said SS parentheses NI, but I think I usually actually use SA for S angle and AA for A angle. I'm sorry, I mis- misprinted that. SA, you could use SS if you want, but SA means S angle, I think, more than SS does. So when I evaluate this, I get 120, oops, that's not right. I'm looking ahead. $1,233.56. Now, the reason why I knew 100 didn't make any sense was because I'm investing $100 each month, right? If we didn't earn any interest, and we put away, suppose you put it in your sock drawer, $100 every month in your sock drawer, then at the end of the year, you'll have $1,200 in your sock drawer, right? But if you earn interest on that money, you're going to have a little more in the account. And earning 6% compounding monthly 
the amount that would be in the account at the end of the year, assuming you're putting in 100 each month, would be $1,233.56. So setting it up this way as an annuity, putting in a regular payment every pay period, every compounding period, you get an extra $233.56 of interest compared to, again, if you just put the money away on your own with no interest. So that's the future value of the annuity, they call it, or you could also call it the final value of the annuity or the total accumulated at the end of the 12 months. Now think about in real life, suppose at the end of that year, the computer you wanted wasn't $1,233.56. What if it was $1,500? If all you did was put away $100, you'd need to come up with the other, what, 270 approximately dollars to get that computer. Now, if your finances are really tight, you might not have enough money to pay for that computer. Whereas if just the year before, if you had just decided to put a little more in, maybe you would have made that goal, right? So a realistic question might be, how much should you put away every month? So that if you want to have, say, $1,500 for that computer at the end of the year, you will have it based on a 6% interest rate compounding monthly. So that's a slightly different question, but it's certainly realistic, right? So let's uh, ask that question, kind of a follow-up question. How much should be invested every month or monthly into an account earning 6% annual interest compounded monthly If you want to have accumulated $1,500 at the end of, or by the end, one year. So I guess I really should say immediately after the last payment, right? We don't have to consider interest on the last payment, basically. How much should be invested? Okay, it's a word problem, right? So we should underline what we're looking for. How much should be invested every month? Now, I haven't told you this yet. We actually have a letter for this. It's called R. It's R for regular payment. So our regular payment, just like on a mortgage or a loan, our regular payment every month, what should that be if you're earning 6% annual interest compounding monthly if you want to have accumulated $1,500 by the end of one year or immediately after that last payment? So we can still set up a picture even though it's almost identical to the one we just made. 
starting at zero, going to n equals 12 payments, because we're compounding monthly for one year, so n needs to be 12. n matches the uh, number of times you compound per year, matching your interest rate, 6% compounded monthly. So n is 12 at the end, and every payment is going to be every month, unless it's stated otherwise, but this one is monthly. And we'll just dot, dot, dot the rest of this. Now, instead of $100, we have to find out what the regular payment should be. So that if you make these regular payments every month, earning an interest rate of 6% compounded monthly. So I just, it's easier for me, instead of doing R over M, I say I equals um, R over M, 0.06 over 12. So I is 0.06 over 12. It just so happens that N is also 12, because we're only doing this for one year. If it were two years, N would be 24. If it were three years, N would be 36. So I just want to make sure you know that these two numbers don't necessarily have to match. This number that you divide the rate by is, is always the number of times per year that you compound. The number at the end of your timeline is the number of times you compounded. So if you compound for three years every month, that's 36 compoundings or 36 months. If you compound quarterly for four years, then that's four times four or 16 compounding periods. So this number is really N. The number under R is what, what we've been calling M as in Mary. All right, so we want to find R. We know I is 0.06 over 12. We know N is also 12. So if we were to write it this way, this is the formula you want to remember. The amount at the end, the, the accumulation at the end, is your regular payment times S angle N comma I. So this is the formula if you want to talk about the amount accumulated immediately after your last payment. We're going to talk about one other formula very soon, and, um, but, but this is the one if we're looking at the end of the pay periods. So how much is accumulated? It's the regular payment times S angle NI. But this time the regular payment is what I'm looking for. I'll plug in 1500 this time, and then we'll also have another formula in a second. The regular payment's what I'm looking for. If I multiply by S angle, N is 12, I is 0.06 over 12, or 0.005, right? Then when I want to solve for R, I'm going to need to divide both sides by R's coefficient. S angle 12, 0.06 over 12. Now, we already have this actually in our calculators. So all we really have to do is take 1,500 divided by it to find out what the regular payment needs to be in order to make $1,500 after one year. And that's the quantity that I almost wrote down too soon. That's 121. Point six zero. 
$121.60. Or if you just want to make it easy on yourself, you could either say 122 to be safe, or you could say, oh, I'll just make it 120 and I'll make up for those extra pennies at the end. Maybe actually, you're, you know usually that computer prices go down over time, right? So if it's worth $1,500 now, the computer's not going to be as expensive a year from now. So that works in your favor usually. Um, or you could round up to 150 You know, that's your choice. But in general, approximately $122 a month for one year will accumulate to the $1,500 that you need. And if you want to solve for R, right off the bat, we could have another formula. We don't need a million formulas if you don't want to use them, but you could just solve the original formula, S equals R times S angle for R, and that's S over S angle NI, right? So it's your choice whether you whether or not you want to plug in everything you know and then solve for what you're looking for, or if you want to take the original formula and, and solve for the variable you need. That's your choice. But either way, uh, it should work out in your favor to find out the number, the amount that the regular payment needs to be if you're going to invest on regular monthly intervals for one year at an interest rate of 6% compounded monthly. And at the end of that time, you want to have $1,500 in your account. So just to restate restate one more time, what makes this an annuity, they call it, is the fact that we're making regular payments and then we're earning interest on every one of these pay periods. And so the compounding matches the interest rate and you invest money on every compounding period. So that way you're making more money than if you were just to make one single investment at the beginning and figure out the interest at the end of the time period. So it's definitely worth your while to do things this way. They also call this a sinking fund because you're sinking more and more money into it and the money's just kind of brewing around in in like in a big pot. And then at the end, you, you get to take all the money out. So sinking fund or a college fund also is is commonly, uh, annuities are commonly used for college funds. I called it a computer fund. You can have a car fund. You know, anything you want to imagine where you want to earn money after a certain number of, of pay periods or a certain number of years depends on how long you have. With a college fund, people sometimes start those even before their children are born, and then they use them about 18 years later.